Reading, short and deep. Hi, I'm Jesse, and I'm Eric, and today we're reading short and deep, The Lighthouse, by Edgar Allan Poe. This is uh, not his title uh, because it's not a finished story. As far as I can tell. <laughs> so uh, it would be a weird way to end it. <laughs> um, I found I first found this in a magazine called Fantastic, um, where it was finished by Robert Block. And I was like, yeah, I don't... Robert Block is not Edgar Allan Poe, so I was not satisfied with that. Um, that was first published in Fantastic January, February 1953, so late 1952. It had been published vaguely here and there uh, in the early 20th century. The um, One of Poe's uh, biographers um, tracked it down, and he is credited in the publication uh, in, in Fantastic. Um, problem is is uh, i don't even want to think about robert block's version i'm only interested in where it uh, you know january 1st to january 3rd because that's all we have I, I i think we might even have january 4th as an entry and then poe either died before uh being able to finish it or he abandoned it we don't know um Apparently, the original manuscript is held uh, in the New York Public Library's Berg collection. Um, but uh, I was told recently um, there was a pretty good movie uh, that's loosely inspired by this called The Lighthouse. And I know there's another one, a cheapo version, uh, <laughs> called The Lighthouse Keeper, Edgar Allan Poe's Lighthouse Keeper. Um, I have my own way of finishing this story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's based on someone else's uh, adaptation of finishing the story, turning it into a novel. I doubt this was supposed to have been a novel. I think it's supposed to have been a short story, but that's just based on what I see before me on the page. Uh, had you heard of this before I suggested it to you? I had not. Oh, no, I have read a lot of Poe. Yeah. I had not heard of this. It's pretty obscure. Um, there's even, you know, disputes as to how to spell the title, Light-House or Lighthouse, one word. Um, so, uh, I still think there's power in it, and it makes you want to finish it, I think. Because you need to know what's going to happen, uh, right? <sighs> Jesse. For years, people thought Poe's The Narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym was unfinished. Right, right. That, that Poe couldn't figure out how to end that novel, so he just broke it off and tacked on an editorial thing at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, now I think most people believe that that is, in fact, not the case at all. Right. That it's a very short novel, and the, the comment on the novel form and the relationship of the narrator to the narrator is, um, is what is implicit in the way that breaks off. Um, I have got to tell you, my friend, and, and there are people like, you know— um, 
uh, Baudelaire and and Verne, who have written continuations of oh, yeah. the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym. You can you can write on if you want. There is in fact always more to say, but I got to tell you. I think this is complete. All right. I want to hear that argument after you narrate it to me. <laughs> the Lighthouse. January 1st, 1796. This day, my first day on the Lighthouse, I make this entry in my diary as agreed on with DeGreat. As regularly as I can keep the journal, I will, but there is no telling what may happen to a man all alone as I am. I may get sick or worse. So far, well, the cutter had a narrow escape, but why dwell on that since I am here all safe? My spirits are beginning to revive already at the mere thought of being, for once in my life at least, thoroughly alone. For, of course, Neptune, large as he is, is not to be taken into consideration as society. Would to heaven I had ever found in society one half as much faith as in this poor dog. In such case, I and society might never have parted even for a year. What most surprises me is the difficulty DeGreat had in getting me the appointment, and I had noble of the realm. It could not be that the consistory had any doubt of my ability to manage the light. One man has attended it before now and got on quite as well as the three that are usually put in. The duty is a mere nothing, and the printed instructions are as plain as possible. It would never have done to let Orndorff accompany me. I should never have made any way with my book as long as he was within reach of me with his intolerable gossip, not to mention that everlasting Meerschaum. Besides, I wish to be alone. It is strange that I never observed until this moment how dreary a sound that word has. Alone. I could half fancy there was some peculiarity in the echo of these cylindrical walls, but oh no, this is all nonsense. I do believe I am going to get nervous about my insulation. That will never do. I have not forgotten De Great's prophecy. Now for a scramble to the lantern and a good look around to see what I can see. <laughs> to see what I can see indeed. Not very much. The swell is subsiding a little, I think, but the cutter will have a rough passage home. Nevertheless, she will hardly get within sight of the Norland before noon tomorrow, and yet it can hardly be more than 190 or 200 miles. January 2nd. I have passed this day in a species of ecstasy that I find it impossible to describe. My passion for solitude could scarcely have been more thoroughly gratified. I do not say satisfied, for I believe I should never be satisfied with such delight as I have experienced today. The wind lulled after daybreak, and by the afternoon the sea had gone down materially. Nothing to be seen with a telescope even, but ocean and sky with an occasional gull. January 3rd. A dead calm all day. Toward evening, the sea looked very much like glass. A few seaweeds came in sight, but besides them, absolutely nothing all day, not even the slightest speck of cloud. 
occupied myself in exploring the lighthouse. It is a very lofty one, as I find to my cost when I have to ascend its interminable stairs, not quite 160 feet, I should say, from the low water mark to the top of the lantern. From the bottom inside the shaft, however, the distance to the summit is 180 feet at least. Thus, the floor is 20 feet below the surface of the sea, even at low tide. It seems to me that the hollow interior at the bottom should have been filled in with solid masonry. Undoubtedly, the hole would have been thus rendered more safe. But what am I thinking about? A structure such as this is safe enough under any circumstances. I should feel myself secure in it during the fiercest hurricane that ever raged. And yet I have heard seamen say that occasionally with a wind at southwest, the sea has been known to run higher here than anywhere, with the single exception of the western opening of the Straits of Magellan. No mere sea, though, could accomplish anything with this solid iron riveted wall, which at 50 feet from high water mark is four feet thick, if one inch. The basis on which this structure rests seems to me to be chalk. End of story. Yep. <sighs> All right. I want to hear your theory. Um, I want to talk briefly about this uh, this novel I heard about. It's a French novel um, that uh, I read a review of. And um, the thing is, is I'm not a... I'm not a. Uh, I, I like to read reviews more than I like to read, um, uh, actual books because I don't want to invest. I don't want to get started on a story and then not finish it, um, which is why I love Poe so much. He he writes short <laughs> and they're very deep. <laughs> um, so this French novel I can't remember the title uh, is the same setup. Some guy goes to a. Uh, uh, lighthouse and he um, goes there alone and instead of having the backstory that is given here um, which is fascinating um, the only thing we know about him is he's, he, he's a taxidermist <laughs> <laughs> um, and because it's a novel um, it, it has to be long so lots of things have to happen in it and uh, the review I read said, um, I can't go into the, the details of what happens other than to say it's utterly, utterly horrible. <laughs> and so I, I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote the um, <laughs> conclusion as to what that would be. So I'm going to just read that to you here. I was reading uh, a review of Ferricide. It's P-H-E. A-R-R-I-C-I-D-E, by Vincent de Swart, uh, said the book was about, quote, a disturbed young man with an interest in taxidermy who takes a job as a lighthouse keeper and does not want to be disturbed on the island for six months. Then it says, quote, it is impossible to describe the plot without spoiling the ending. And so I realized that I know what the ending was. And then I realized I knew the ending, and I was utterly horrified. I thought the ending was like this. <laughs> After six months, a ship comes with a new lighthouse keeper. He knocks on the door, surprised no one has come down when the boat beached. Inside, the voice calls out, come in. The new keeper opens the door and is horrified to discover that the previous lighthouse keeper has taxidermied most of his own body, but needs, quote, a little help finishing his 
two-fingered hand, left arm, and head. <laughs> I assume how that's the how, that's how the novel ends. <laughs> Scary story. Um, so Poe is setting us up with all sorts of amazing details. There's this person named Degrat, right? Um, and uh, this deep depth there. There's a mention of a dog. I don't know if he's referring to himself. I don't think he is. I think he's referring to an actual dog companion with him, which makes me think of another story that's very similar by Guy de Montpassant. And there's also this description of of the uh, there's Orndorf uh, who has a everlasting meerschaum, so probably a pipe that is always um, going, um, and he's full of gossip. Um, and he also says, I would never have made my way with a book, with my book. I don't think he's talking about reading a book. I think he's talking about writing a book, which makes me think of uh, Stephen King's um, novel set in a hotel. What's that one called? The Shining. The Shining, which is about a guy who <clears throat> locks himself away for the winter to write a play uh, or a book. And uh, his wife and kid are with him. And that ends horribly as well. Um, the, the one I was thinking about for Montpassant is called The Inn, which is about a, a man who uh, has to stay in the inn over a winter um, in the mountains of the Alps. And uh, when they find him after the winter is over, things have gone very, very badly wrong. Um, so this is all setting us up for an ending that is going to go very badly wrong. Uh, he, he's a, uh, he says, um, what surprises me most is the difficulty DeGrat had in getting me an appointment and I, a noble of the realm. Well, this is not an American then, or if it is, if he is, he's, he's deranged, but I think he's deranged anyways. And this seems to be set somewhere in the North Atlantic, I think. Um, so there's all sorts of things going on to, for the setup. And then we get this, the last line is about the chalk base of the tower. And I'm like, what, what, what's going to happen next, Eric? And you say, you're saying that it's finished. I am. All right. I mean, it gets finished in our mind, as is, as do so many other stories, where we keep thinking it. You know, we fill in what mm. is unsaid. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that it is in fact a finished story. Um, so you, let me point out some things. The mm-hmm. great means uh, they cried in Swedish. Huh. The cutter has got to find its way back to Norland, right. which of course can be anywhere in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. The um, the lighthouse, the, the occupancy of the lighthouse is in the under the authority of the consistory. Right. The consistory is the College of Cardinals in the Roman Church, right. uh, whether or not the Pope happens to be among them. So the, there is here something about um, you can get to you can have the lighthouse. But in fact, we are told that this lighthouse, which, after all, is presumably a beacon in order to keep people safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it begins here with him saying, but I at least arrived safely. Um, so what do I care now? Right? Because he's not a very good guy. No, right? he's what not. do I care? I'm safe. Right? So the hell with that. Um, but I wish to heaven something or other. Um, words like that come up again and again. The lighthouse has been well tended by three 
but it's also sometimes been well tended by one. So gee whiz, gosh, so what can be done by both one and three? Hmm, Christian God, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Uh, the consistory wants to let him go to the lighthouse. There should be a light to keep people safe. But he wouldn't be able to concentrate on what he wants to do, which is create something, his own story, his book, if Orndorf, Orndorf were there, who's constantly talking. Constantly talking. Gossip, of course, is the uh, the good statement. A gossip was originally a a good wife, um, and so this is. Um, I mean, that's the the Puritan word for it. Um, so this is, you know, women of the faith are passing this around. A gossip used to be thought of as, in fact, always a female person rather than mm-hmm. the the communication that was imparted by people who were gossiping. The way this is written, that sentence, uh, he says, I want to be alone. Um, if it, if society had, had been different, maybe, but no, I want to be alone. Of course, Neptune, large as he is, is not to be taken into consideration as society. When I heard that sentence for the very first time, I thought, aha, he's on a lighthouse. He's, mm-hmm. you know, the cutter has gone away. Um, he means Neptune as uh, an eponym for the ocean. Yep. Right. The ocean cannot be as large as he is. Society would to heaven. I had ever found in society one half as much faith as in this poor dog, and it is only at that moment that the the sentence unloads itself, and we realize that it's not the faith in Neptune, the god. But in fact, faith in men that a dog can show if if this guy who is speaking had ever had people love and admire him even half as much as the dog does, he would have been okay with society. But God damn it, people (laughs) just don't give this guy. And he, after all, a noble. Mm -hmm. He's a noble. The story begins on January 1st. Yeah. (laughs) Right. January 1st. Right. It is the day of uh, Jesus's um, circumcision. Um, it, and that's, I mean, I can give you all of the, you know, how the Council of Nicaea settled on this and so on <laughs> as the beginning of the year. So this is the day in which Jesus is, in fact, really made a member of the tribe. January 1st, Jesus goes into the cave for three days and then he is resurrected. This story, with its circular enclosure, Mm -hmm. its depths, its being sent there by the consistory, this story has a lot to do, excuse me, has a lot in common with the pit and the pendulum. This is a story of somebody who is alone, suffering, placed there by the church. But in the pit and the pendulum, Someone from the modern church, right, from the Protestant church, reaches down in the end and pulls him out, and there is salvation. Mm -hmm. But in this, and as Jesus does, after all, comes out after three days in the cave, he is resurrected. This story begins, right, the very first paragraph. I'm going to keep this diary, that is to say, I'm going to write, I'm working on my book, I'm going to keep this diary as regularly as I can keep keep it. I will, but there is no telling (laughs) 
what may happen to a man all alone as I am. I may get sick or worse. Dot, dot, dot. What's worse than being sick? Exactly. Exactly. There are ellipses all over this story. And it begins on the first paragraph. And we know what worse is. Right. Mm -hmm. So I will keep writing unless worse happens. So when the story comes to the end, when after three days in the lighthouse, the cave, we get the basis on which the structure rests seems to me to be chalk, something that crumbles for holding up physical structures, Mm -hmm. but something that you can write with, although it can easily be erased. The basis on which the structure rests seems to me to be chalk Dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. The guy has died. He can't keep going. This is, in effect, the anti-pit in the pendulum. This is one in which he had to convince the church to put him there. Mm -hmm. What a stupid thing to do. And once you're there, you can't get out. There's no other church to come and save you because this guy is a fundamental egotist. He uses words like the ones we see, for instance, in the telltale heart. He talks about being nervous. Yep. Well, nervous I am, you say. I mean, the, the first lines of the telltale heart. Very nervous. Nervous, nervous. Exactly. Very, exactly. And so what do we know about all of those Poe narrators like the one in the telltale heart? They are untrustworthy. Oh, yeah. They give away without them recognizing it who they really are and what's going on here, I think is that this fellow is giving away that he is such an egotist that he would rather be outside of society than, in fact, suffer to be with human beings. He claims that he wants to write a book. Well, I don't know about you, but whenever I write a book, I'm looking to connect with somebody. When I write, I want there to be readers. When you and I have these conversations Mm -hmm. and we tape them, we want there to be listeners. This fellow wants, but he's not willing to give. He's not willing to maintain the lighthouse. He's not will- he doesn't care about maintaining the lighthouse. He certainly doesn't want to share society with Orndorff. And he's a noble. <laughs> How could people treat me so badly? Well, guess what? This time, nobody's going to come to save you. You die. I think the story is complete. And when it says the Wikipedia entry on this says mm-hmm. that this is the that the lighthouse is the unofficial title of the last work written by Edgar Allan Poe. That may well be that it's the last. He did not live to finish it and had barely begun it by the time of his death in 1849. Yeah, I don't trust I don't any think of that. Did, it, me neither. I think this is complete. Now, if there is, in fact, in manuscript, a fourth, a fourth entry that yeah. was begun but not completed. I don't. I don't, I don't care know about that at all. I don't but know. But even that if that's there true. were, yeah. You know, I'm, I remember that. Uh, I mean, here's a famous example of cutting. Right? Um, if you found the original manuscript of the Wasteland, it's much longer. Eliot's poem is much longer until four before Pound offered Eliot uh, not changes, just. No different words, just he cut it. He made it better by cutting it. The original version of um, A Clockwork Orange by Anthony Burgess mm. has one more chapter right. than we find these days. 
he published it that way in the first Heinemann edition. And then someone said, nah, it's much better if you leave that off. Right. So it went off. If there is the beginning of a fourth, if a January 4th entry here, it, I am perfectly willing to believe that Poe himself had thought better of it and just wanted these three. Because in my view, these three tell a whole story about which you and I can keep right on talking because it has it all. It's got... It's got the the psychology, the mm. sociology, the, the question of theology, the the metaphoric relationship between light and life. I mean, so much is in here, and mm. I think it works out fine. It I here's uh, so the 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 best source for other than actually looking at the actual papers is there's a website called EAPO. Uh, or dot org, and they have uh, transcriptions. So anything that's not actually on the page is in parentheses, uh, square brackets, um, and it, it tells you you know where the page starts and, and such. So it does show uh, January fourth is being in the manuscript, and then they have in parentheses here the manuscript fragment ends, and notes uh, underneath. As there is sufficient space for additional text at the bottom of the final page, it is reasonable to presume that the rest of the tale is merely unfinished rather than lost. So I don't think that that presumption is correct. I think you are also uh, very... Your your presumption is probably more correct. Um, However, when you go to think about how this could have been published in Poe's lifetime, that's where we start to have trouble. First thing we would have to do is say, what would the title be? The Lighthouse is a terrible <laughs> title. Um, it doesn't, doesn't, unless, unless, uh, 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 Poe didn't have any hand in making that title. It's just descriptive. Um, I think it might be an okay title if Poe had chosen it, but I think manuscript found in a, Right under such circumstances, would make you know in an abandoned lighthouse or broken lighthouse, or the sands where a, a broken lighthouse used to be. Right, uh, would all I like it? Uh, would all explain better? Now the ending is naturally unsatisfying. That is the purpose of the ending. If Poe truly meant it to end as it does, I agree. It is very unlikely that this is supposed to be a novel because it starts on January 1st and it goes three days. And everything that's setting us up, all the, all the threads, all the directional arrows are pointing us towards a very bad end for this very bad man. He is essentially pointing, he put himself in a situation, as you point out, that is designed to destroy him. He's he's looking over this this uh, structure he's put himself in, and he says it goes up and it goes down and then it goes down under the water and then oh the that last line the base is chalk. I I was thinking to make it clearer, you could say the base is sand. Well, that's not going to work, right? Um, right, but. You wouldn't. They wouldn't need a lighthouse for a sandbar, right? Um, that does not destroy ships the way rocks do. The idea here is there is within this story enough to get us going in the direction 
of where Poe was going to take it. And that's why, thinking about all, uh, the, the story I thought of was not the uh, couple you mentioned by Poe, but the Black Cat. And I know the Black Cat uh, has a cat in the title. This does not have a title, as far as we know. Um, it has the dog in it. And the thing is, is I don't think that there is a dog necessarily with him. He mentions mm-hmm. it once, right? I think it's almost like uh, we're supposed to wonder. And dog, <laughs> this is the stupidest joke. Every little kid knows this one. Or it's not even a joke. It's just a fact. Dog is God backwards, right? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. amazing. Right? Like, <laughs> I'm just going to read that line again. Would to heaven I had ever found in, so- in society. And he's quoting. He's like, this is some axe that he has to grind from his previous life, right? Society rejected me, right? And f- screw society. He's putting quotation marks around it. Would to heaven I had found such ever found in society one half as much faith as in this poor dog. Now, he could be pointing to a dog beside him while he's writing this, or he could be imagining this dog. And it's like, I wouldn't associate with this guy. This guy is like the guy who who loves animals, except when he's drunk. But this guy isn't drunk. There's no mention of drink here. Yet he's surrounded by the sea, so I wouldn't get on a I wouldn't get on an island with this guy. And and the thing is, is going back to that first paragraph ending, right? I may get sick or worse. If uh, when I found out that that movie, The Lighthouse, had two people on an island, I'm like, well, <laughs> worse can be a lot worse when there's two people, and that's why that taxidermy story, right? You know, that's the only thing that could be worse is like, um, sort of like a, rather than physically sick, mentally sick. But this guy's already mentally sick, right? He's, there's something deeply wrong with him. And putting himself into this situation, it's almost like uh, the, the, they're saying, like, you shouldn't be alone on this island. You shouldn't be alone in the middle of the ocean with 190 or 200 miles of sea between you and any piece of land. That's wrong. Yeah. He's putting himself there. It's horrible. So to the extent that this has a moral for us to take away, it is that it's one that uh, condemns hubris, whether yes. it be you as a, as a nobleman or you as a, a failed religious person. Or, and this is what I think makes it so interesting that it's Poe's last story, it's you as a writer yeah, who thinks your words will live on, and yet it's all chalk. It's a- there is, for other people, but not for this narrator, always more to say. Thanks very much for listening. And remember... You can always freely access the materials discussed on these podcasts by going to sffaudio.com and clicking on the link for Reading Short and Deep. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash 
SFF Audio.